Hello and welcome to Mind Body Green's beauty podcast, Clean Beauty School. I am your host and beauty director, Alexandra Engler. So I love chatting with estheticians and today we are talking to one of the best. While not everybody has the opportunity to visit an esthetician, I do think that if you want to work on your skin in a meaningful way, seeing one is an incredible place to start. Estheticians work so closely and intimately with so many different kinds of skin and skin concerns and are just so knowledgeable about the plethora of ways that you can achieve your skin goals. And given sessions are usually an hour plus, you get so much more one-on-one time. I actually think there's a really good comparison here with your diet and working out and your overall health. So obviously you'll go to a doctor for your health concerns and the regular checkups, but for the day-to-day stuff, you'll visit a nutritionist for your diet and a trainer for exercise. You can think of your skin similarly. Obviously visit a derm for your regular checkups and any skin concerns that you might have, but you can also work with estheticians that can provide you with a more hands-on and often holistic approach. That's not to say that many derms don't offer a holistic point of view, but estheticians can just help you more with the day-to-day stuff and the regular maintenance. But anyway, on to today's guest, who, like I said, is one of the best. Aida Bakash is a New York-based esthetician, and she works with so many celebrities and notable clients. She is known for her gentle and well-rounded approach to skincare, and if her skin herself is any indication, it apparently is working. I will let her explain more about her beauty philosophy and her story. So without further ado, welcome. Welcome. Thank you. (laughs) I am so excited to have this conversation today and learn all of your best tips and skincare advice. But before we get into some of the fun tidbits and, you know, the meat of the episode, I would love to hear your story just so, you know, myself and our listeners can get to know you a little bit better. Obviously, you are uh, someone who is so well-known in the skincare industry for your, your incredible work, and I, I know that our listeners would just love to get to know you a little bit better. So how and why did you get into the beauty? What was, what was your draw to it? Well, I had a passion for skincare since I was little, and maybe you he- heard this story so many times. But in Eastern Europe, it's very important from the early age to start really paying attention to the skin. And my role model was my mother, who was called Black Orchid because she had dark hair. She was um, Montenegrin, grew up in the sea and in the beach. And from the early age, she I always looked up to her before she had some big event to go with my father and she was making stuff at home and she was telling me pay attention and you have to take care of your skin and the neck and the skin in the body and the hair so she was making all these masks by herself at home so I grew up looking at my icon she was my icon oh I love that I I do find that people have such 
lovely connections through beauty, oftentimes through personal relationships. And very often it's a familial one with moms. I was very lucky to, to, to be, first of all, my mother was my best friend. And she was somebody who supported women so much in that, in that times, I mean, seventies, when a woman used to work so hard and she, she was a French teacher. So she always told me that you have to really do everything to get educated. I have a degree in European literature also, but on the side, this was my passion. So you, you learned that you loved beauty through your mother. Yes. Then what happened? You know, what, take me from that to where you're at now, you know, how did, how did that transition into starting your own um, practice? Practice. Yes. So. 1992, it was a big, ugly war in former Yugoslavia. I am Albanian from former Yugoslavia, the state now it's called Kosovo. And during the war, my father was a journalist, so he made sure that he will make everything possible for me and my brother to leave the country while he was taking care of my son. And he, uh, and my mom, my son was seven years old at the time and I could not bring him. They could not leave altogether. So they moved to Albania where my uncle was living. And I came to America 1992 to pursue the better life and to get away from that ugly war. And when I came to America right away. I worked just any type of job just to, just to make the ends. So my first job was at Bloomingdale's, then it was Sephora when I thrived there too at Sephora because I loved everything, perfumes and skincare a little bit they had, and, but it was a different Sephora then than it's now. It was, yes, it was much better. And then from there, I was like in 1993, a friend of mine who, it was very interesting. We had uh, a community, Albanian community, woman supporting woman. And I was invited to this dinner. And one of the per people who helped a lot of my community to, to get started, her name was Shipe Malushi. And she was across the table from me and she asked me, she said, I don't know your name, but I want to know why you are so sad and unhappy. Yes. And I was shocked that somebody could see through my face, my expression, that sadness. And I said, well, I'm sad because I am not doing what I love. And I left my son behind and my parents. And she said, so what do you love to do? And I said, skincare. Oh, she said, it's very interesting. She said, because I just met a company named Biologique Research from Paris. They just moved here. And a friend of mine, she said, recommended to me to go with her to Miami. They have a trade show. Do you want me to get you in touch with them? I said, well, I would love to. But I said, I don't know anything about this company. And she said, well, it's somewhere to start. So I was introduced to the company. They wanted only somebody for three days a week as the receptionist. And as soon as I met them, 
I really fell in love with the philosophy. I never heard of the line in Europe. Even I was European, never heard of the line. And it was very interesting that everything that they teached me was completely different from everything I learned before. How so? Yes. I tell you, so that was 1993. The market in America in 1993 was thriving with Chanel, Dior, skincare, smelling good, beautiful bottles, and nothing else. And here was the company who was opposite. Not such a nice looking bottles. The texture of the creams were completely different. Rough, not smooth, serum smelling really bad. And nobody, nobody had serums then. So I was like, what is this serum? What is it for? And the first question that I asked the owner who made this product, his name was Dr. Alush, Ivan Alush. And I said, may I ask you why you don't really pay attention to the bottles, but, and they look really not nice and people are complaining. And he was really upset. And you know how European, especially French are, they don't hold back. He was just like screaming at me. And he said, what do you think? Should I put money in the bottle, but not what it's inside? He said, I don't care. I'm going to make sure that my products are going to be known, known not because of the way they look, but the way the results. And that's why I'm here in America. I'm going to change the skin of the people. So <laughs> it was a hard work. I worked with them for 15 years. I started as a receptionist. I went to school at night because I needed a diploma from here. And during the day, I became a manager. Then I became a trainer. And I fell in love with biologic research. And that was my new family in America. My family in America was the owners of biologic research company and the skincare line. So this, this was easing my pain that I felt that I didn't see my son for five years until I got the papers. Wow. Yes. I, and, you know, obviously you, you have your own practice now. What inspired you to start that? Well, after 15 years working for Biologie Crescerge, yeah, then they closed the spa on 60, they had a beautiful spa, but they could not manage it from far away. I mean, I was managing the spa, but I needed somebody, you know, to give me directions and to give me approvals. And I had to wait for friends and it was really hard. So like a month before they asked me, they told me that they're going to close the spa. And that time I met this manager of this really nice doctor on 65th and Park Avenue. And I went and took my clients that I had in a spa and moved to that location on 65th and Park Avenue. And I had a great time there and I was 40. And all of a sudden while working and he paid me very well. One morning I, I woke up and I said, what am I doing? 
why I'm not opening up my own place. And that is when everything opened up for me. So I rented a room on Upper East Side on 85th and Madison. I took my clients there. And I don't know if you remember the blackout in Manhattan. I wasn't in Manhattan at the time, but obviously I remember hearing so much about it. Yes. So I rented a room from this wellness place on 85th and Madison. And during the black blackout, I left because I lived in Queens and I left the home at three in the morning with a husband of Fred of mine. And I went to the city, slept till nine. And my clients would come from downtown walking. Everybody was shocked. Yes, it's incredible. Yes. I, you know, I know that you, you have an affinity for effective products, clearly. Yes. And, you know, you only use things that pass a certain quality standard. You also talk about how you appreciate products that are more natural leaning, you know, non-toxic. What drew you to that? You know, obviously you you talk about your your career and how it left a la lasting impact on you, but is there, you know, is there something about your personal philosophy that that drew you to those types of products? Yes, the personal philosophy um, is it makes it's a common sense. I really which I learned, I mean, everything I know today is because of biologic research owners. I was so lucky to learn the hardest way and the best way to receive a good results. If you use a skincare for three weeks and it doesn't make any difference, then it's not a good skincare, even if it's good. It was a philosophy that really made me think outside of the box. We were taught to learn in a certain way the products worked because, because all these products before, they were all similar. And then all of a sudden, you hear a person who tells you, yes, you're going to use this lotion, you're going to break out. But that was a good thing to break out because everything was coming from inside out to clear before it gets better. So basically what she's talking about here is this concept of skin purging. The term skin purging is a pop culture term to describe what happens when you introduce a new product into your regimen and your skin has a reaction. What's actually happening is your skin is getting used to the increased cellular turnover. See, epidermal turnover happens every 45 days or so, which is a bit higher than the 30 day myth you so often hear. Not only that, but as you age, this process slows down even more. So in an attempt to get skin to look and act younger, certain topicals encourage this process along faster. Things like retinol, hydroxy acids, and enzymes all aim to speed up cell turnover in some way. And as your skin adjusts to this accelerated time frame, it pushes all the debris and gunk that's trapped in your pores to the surface. It's not a pretty process and certainly it can feel very frustrating as you're going through it, but always stick with it because on the other side of this process is glowing clear skin. So balancing, I learned from them that balancing the skin, it takes time and you can, should not move 
to the second step before you balance the skin. What does it mean balancing the skin? It means um, changing the skin tone, even out the skin tone, making the skin clear, the pores not as large, closing the pores. And everybody was saying at the time, no, nothing can close the pores. Oh yes, it can. It depends what you use and how you use it. Also, second, the most important thing is that I think we are changing as a nation. We are learning more that instant gratification, it's not in the long run, it's not good results. Nothing well good works overnight. I love that. Yes. And it has to be hard to convince clients though, right? <laughs> yes. Yes, that is true. But you know how you convince clients when they see your skin? If you go to a skincare specialist and her skin doesn't look good, you should never go back to her. You are expert in the field that you present. You have to really show that skin. And that's the only way to convince the, the client, but also to convince the client, you have to do the best in your profession so the clients can come back to you. And people ask me always like, what is the growth of the business? It's a word of mouth. Mm. It's social media now, Instagram, but the word of mouth, when you change somebody's skin and the friend or husband sees that, that's how you get people hooked because they know that person before mm. and they see the results afterwards. So I am really drawn to products that they don't smell perfumey and not commercial products and products that really market really well. I want products really that you see results and to take, to see results, you need at least three, four weeks. Mm. Yes. So let's get into some of these skincare tips and advice that yes. can change the skin. Why don't we start off with talking about what people might be doing wrong? I think there's a lot of bad beauty habits out there. Yes. And I want to know what are some of the biggest mistakes that you see people make, you know, whether it be clients or, you know, just just things that you see like on social media that just you go, no, no, no. And it makes you cringe because you just know that it's not not solid advice. Is there yes. anything? Oh, of course it is. First of all, um, using really too many foamy gels, cleansers that strip the protective oils from the skin or opposite using thick balms people have this idea that thick it's hydrating thick stays on the surface of the skin it doesn't let the skin breathe so if you don't exfoliate mildly daily to sh to take that dirt off the skin the pores are going to be clogged. The pores are going to get larger. And what I see lately more than ever the past five years, I see oily dehydrated skin. Can you explain that a little bit more? Yes. Oily dehydrated skin 
is the residue of oiliness on the surface of the skin and so dry underneath. And why is that? Because again, people need to balance the skin. How do you balance the skin? You need to use, for instance, my favorite lotion in the world is Lotion P50. You heard about it, right? Of course, yeah. Then I see on Instagram, influencers promoting it like you use it once a week or twice a week. And it's not true. That lotion, it's not appeal. In order to get the skin better, you're going to have reaction in the beginning. That's why it's called balancing lotion. It balances the pH of the skin. In the, the first four or five weeks, you're going to break out. Not everybody. People who have problems related skin. It's like cleaning your gut. You know how you break out when you clean with the food? This is what it does to the skin. But right. people also use these exfoliators and then they, they use, they over exfoliate with retinols. So that was going to be my follow-up question. Yes. What about over exfoliation? How does that play into this? Because I do, I see a lot of people exfoli over exfoliating nowadays, right? Yes. Over exfoliating. The biggest mistake that consumer makes is watching somebody doing something and think that that's going to work for the skin. That may work for that influencer because she has a beautiful skin and she has that beautiful product that works on her skin. But you may have a completely different skin type. So you should not go the, buy the product that suits to a specific skin type. You should always go, and I'm not saying to come to me, we are so many estheticians in the, mar in, the, in the industry, in every city now through Instagram, you can connect to somebody, you can have consultations. This is the person who should tell you what to do on, on, in terms of the skincare. You cannot just go online and just get whatever you think that is going to work for you. Another mistake that I see people making it more than ever, it's, first of all, the most important thing, skincare is not fashion. And the skincare is becoming fashion. It's like 20 products from 20 different lines used. Yes. Oh my gosh. I so agree with that. Continue. Sorry. I just had to say <laughs> that I, I, I'm fully on board with that statement. Right? I mean, how do you know what works for you if you are using... 10 different products from 10 different companies. And then, of course, nobody will be happy. And you will end up spending so much money. Like when I have consultations with people, I tell them, give me your budget. Because not everybody has a lot of money, right? I can start with just two, three products and I can build up. And I tell them, buy next time the, this mask or that serum. Not all at once, but I want these people to come back to me. I don't want to just sell. I want people to trust me. And there are many like me out there. It's not only me. We, have, we are people who care. So what are some hurdles that you find people have in taking care of their skin properly? When you, when you talk to your clients or when you just talk to people, you know, what, what do they say to you that, that, that implies that, you know, they, that they are having trouble taking him, 
taking care of their skin? You know, are there hurdles that you see the average person make? Yes. First of all, it has to do, you know, skincare, it's the balance. The balance is how, what, what do I define by balancing? Balancing not only what you use on your skin, topical, how you eat, stress level, exercise, it's all fits in in the same category believe it or not yeah what i see the most that people don't want to really get rid of it's first of all it's dairy products which are really making skin changing the skin of most of the people that i see daily especially younger generation it's a lot of eczema it's a lot of dryness it's a lot of redness Yes. And, and beside that, people have a hard time following up, being committed. And I always say, I don't want anybody to come to me if they are not willing to commit because they're going to blame me afterwards. And I don't want to take the blame. You know, it's like going to a personal trainer and then being upset that, you know, uh, you're not getting fitter but then also at the same time, not going to them consistently. Like I wish people took skincare with the same respect that, you know, that, that they might a personal trainer or a nutritionist, because if you're not going to do the work every day, then that's on you. Yes, that's on you. And there are a lot of people who are really skipping, like they don't have time at night or, and I always tell them it's hard to change habits but when like myself when I come home from work I used to work 15 hours a day before 15 years ago but not anymore so now I come home around six the first thing I do so I don't get tired afterwards I take a shower take off the clothes that I worked with do the skincare and then I'm ready to you know, do anything else. And then by the time I go to sleep, I don't have to worry that I did not have time to do the skincare. So it's, you have to have a plan, you have to have a schedule and you have to be committed. And it takes five minutes. Nobody can tell me that they don't have time to do it. Yes, it's hard when you're a mother with kids, especially it's hard and they working or not working. Kids are a lot of work, but still, you have to make time for yourself five minutes in the morning and five minutes at night. You know, I want to go back and follow up about something that you said earlier when you answered this and talk about skincare is a, it should be a holistic approach. It should be about stress management, about what you eat. Yes. And I, I want to ask a little bit more about this because, you know, when you talk to your clients, is this something that they that they understand easily? Is this something that seems like intuitive to them or does it take a little bit of explanation? It depends. Uh, everybody's different. Sure. They are, I have, I hate to say this, they are people who are in denial and they don't want to see the truth. And I come from Eastern Europe. We want to hear the truth. I don't want to be somebody to be, I don't want to, to sp anybody to spend money and they're not being happy. So I give them, actually, I think that I am an example. I mean, I'm not perfect, far away from it, but I learned really 
best things that this country could offer me. How to really the workout. We did sports back home, but not like here. I work out every morning. So they see me and they ask me, what are you doing? You look better than ever. So if I look better getting older, that shows, tells something to them. So I want to be an inspiration. I want to be st stand behind what I preach. Sure. And I love that. Yes. So eating well, sleeping, exercising daily. I exercise daily. I eat what daily. sort of workouts do you like? I play tennis. I do insanity, you know, Shanti insanity videos. I, yeah, of course. Yeah. That I do. I swim. So I do all these different sports because, you know, body can get lazy with one thing, repeating it all the time. Then, you know, you need yeah. to switch. And then I drink at least three bottles of water a day, liters of water. I eat also at 50 when I start having first menopausal signs. There are so many changes that happen to your skin when you hit menopause, all of which can be traced back to the body's changing hormones. Most notably, we see a drop in collagen production, a 30 to 40% drop in fact. There's also changes in the skin barrier and epidermal framework, so many people also experience increased dryness and sensitivity. Now, menopause is a natural part of life and aging, but it's always good to be prepared for these changes and understand why they are happening so you can better take care of your skin and yourself. I saw that whatever I was eating before, and I really was eating good food, but I eliminated the meat the bread, the dairy, and it changed my life. Yeah. How so? Like, what did you notice in your body? Because I, I often talk to a lot of people who are dabbling with either cutting out dairy or cutting out meat. And, you know, I'm always so curious about um, people's personal transformations. Yes. Yeah. And you know how I, like when I see somebody and I, this, I have to thank my clients. I have the best clients on Upper East Side and from downtown. And I know them through the years, right? And when I see somebody walks in and she looks different from like a month ago, I right away ask, what did you do that you look better than months ago? So this is how I got to learn from people, from my clients, what did they do? So I started doing the same thing, but I am a detailed person. If I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it exactly the way that person teached me or taught me. So right away, I started seeing, I cut on all the dairy and meat and bread and sugar. And in two weeks was really hard. I had a lot of cravings, but I managed to get away from it. In two weeks, I start seeing that I slept better. I woke up really more, my mind was clearer. My, I was not as tired and fatigued and the craving started to diminish little by little. It was all sugar. Yeah. You know, obviously you, you take care of your skin so well, Yes. but you know, did you see a change in your skin in addition to, you know, all of the incredible work that you do on your skin normally, you know, with, did you see a connection there? Uh, yeah, hundred percent. It's all works together. 
Yeah. Whatever you eat inside, it reflects, it comes in the skin. Yeah. It does like tremendously. The, the, you see the people who really eat bad, you see the dullness, you see the open pores, clogged pores, like unbalanced, the skin tone, the, the skin texture is rough. That is all food. I totally agree. Yes. I want to ask a few questions about skincare that people can do at home, whether it be daily or fun treatments, you know, because obviously if someone has access to an esthetician or a skincare expert, obviously mm -hmm. we always recommend that they, they reach out to professionals to get their, mm -hmm. to get their advice. But in, in case somebody can't afford that or just for whatever reason they can't right now, are there things that you can recommend somebody at home to do daily? You know, like what what's a good baseline skincare routine that you, you that you would recommend to the average person? Is there one that you can share? Yes, of course. First of all, always go with a milky cleanser. Okay. Even in the young age, you need to prevent, to preserve because at young age, when you really start early, you will benefit, your skin will benefit later on in life. So milky cleanser doesn't strip the protective oils from the skin that your skin produces. And with age, those protective oils start to diminish. Mm -hmm. So just a basic milky cleanser. Clean the space twice a day. Definitely use a light exfoliator or a balancing lotion. In this case, I recommend to everybody lotion P50. There are different types of P50. But if you start using that P50 twice a day, I'm telling you, your skin will change forever. And then mask and a cream. When you are younger, you don't need much things like maybe a cleanser, a toner, a cream, and a mask. Okay. That you start at age, now you should start at age 15 because the food is so bad that I see young people and I feel so sad when teenagers, because you, they lose the confidence when their skin is not good. Yeah. Yes. No, they do. I mean, they, there are studies that show that oh you have God. acne when you're a teen it, i mean it changes your your self-confidence and your mood and all oh everything but what do they do they go easy way right away they go to how do you call the doctors tell them to do the acutane, oh, acutane? yeah so, so bad so bad i had acne growing up and i never went on acutane but i was put on prescription antibiotics for two years isn't that crazy yes and look at this prescription antibiotics that they completely destroy your lining of the gut. Truly. I can't believe that that's like something that dermatologists used to prescribe. You know why? Because I, not that I have anything against dermatologists, but it's like they are trained that way. It's like going to the doctor, regular doctor and, advi and getting advice for a holistic approach. Yeah. Is the same with dermatologists. They are trained, they are very knowledgeable, but they are trained fast, quick, overnight, yep. but not to go deep in, inside the problem of the skin. Mm -hmm. So I always say to a lot of my clients, you go to dermatologists for like, God forbid, skin cancer. Mm -hmm. 
but to treat the skin daily, nobody is like esthetician. Yeah. Especially Eastern European. <laughs> the schools, French, the schools are so hard there. Yes. Interesting. I actually, that's fascinating that the the schools are, are harder there. I actually did not know that. Yeah, three years. It's okay. like a medical school. Okay. Wow. Yes. Is that why like uh, spas are such a big part of European beauty culture and maybe not as much here? It's just because it's such a rigorous training? Yes. It's a very rigorous. You need to know anatomy really well. You need to know every source of chemicals, chemistry, everything. Here, it's six months. Yeah. It's superficial. It's like nothing. So when you have that knowledge and you bring it here and you have good source of skincare, which I believe the French products and now second is German, are the best skincare in the world. Nobody can beat them still. I, I'd, I'd have to agree. You know, I want to ask, are there any treatments or procedures or ingredients that you think are overrated? You know, obviously we've talked so much about what what you like, but I'm curious if there's anything that you that you see all the time that you kind of roll your eyes at because you don't think it's that effective. Yeah, microdermabrasion. Yes, I used to have the demabrasion when it just came out. And I saw that it really, do you know those those particles that you use? to demabrase the skin, they are, a person has to really know very well how deep you can go. And if not, if somebody really is not gentle, they can ruin your skin. Yes. So that is, there are so many other treatments that you have so many better results than doing demabrasion. You don't need this aluminum particles to really be like scratching your skin. It's like scratching your skin. You yeah. Can, you can have uh, broken capillaries if the skin is very sensitive, but people still like that kind of roughness. Oh, I'm taking the dead skins off. off. It's like constant cleaning. That's how you become dehydrated. You are constantly damaging the protective layer of the skin. And the protective layer of skin should be the 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 most important to be so gentle to it, you should nourish it because this layer takes care of everything else inside. Absolutely. Yes. What are some treatments that you, that you use in your own practice and that you just recommend in general? In general? Okay. Well, you know, we have so many boosters from Biologic Research because they are driven I mean, make a difference on the skin. They are manual lifts where you use algae particles so it doesn't it's like demabrasion but you do it with hand and you are not it's not abrasive and it's not damaging the skin it's actually changing the skin texture it, it it stimulates the blood circulation and when you stimulate the blood circulation daily you can really prevent from skin from aging fast the skin is going to age but how about aging gracefully how about aging in a matter of Really, you can still look maybe not 57, though I'm 57 now. I can look five years younger because I really paid attention to my skin as an on early age. But can I look 35? It's not possible. Or 40. Yeah. You know what? Because even if you have a facelift or so many uh, fillers, 
your other parts of the body is going to show that you are not that age. That is true. I mean, this touches on one question that I wanted to ask you. What does it mean, in your opinion, to age gracefully or age healthfully? You know, what what is your philosophy on aging? You know, I this is I'm answering this question from my experience and I just felt after menopause at 50 that I did not, I came to a peace with myself. How did I do that? That, you know, all of a sudden you feel that you should look good for you, not for anybody else. I was so much more insecure uh, before that. How always, you know, reaching to, you know, doing things that, oh my God, did the person look at me? Did they say anything that, you know, woman or man or, and now I just care to look good for me. I, I hope we all can come to a place like that in our, in our own lives. I... Yeah, but it, it, you, listen, nothing is, nobody's perfect. You sure. have to go through things in life, but if you don't try to commit in order to anything that you take or you do, especially in skincare, because we are talking about skincare, in order to go to the next step to see how or to achieve the results, you need to commit. With no commitment, you will never get happy or your skin will never get happy. So I really urge everybody who is listening to my story that doesn't matter what skincare type or skincare you are buying. Buy one at a time, the most two, and try to use it for three, four weeks and then see if it doesn't make any change on the skin. Take the pictures before and after four weeks of your skin. And if it doesn't make any, if you don't see any changes, it means this is not a good skin for you, skincare for you. But instead of throwing it out, maybe you can use it on your neck, on your chest, on your arms. At least something is getting, you know, nourished. Love that tip. That's great. I've never thought about doing that or recommending that before because yes. I never know what to tell people to do with their products if, if, they don't, if they don't like it for their face for whatever reason. That's a great idea. I think so too. And another thing that I forgot, and I'm sorry that I'm going a little bit back. No, I see this, the people, the biggest mistake that they are making also, I have a lot of people telling me when I have a consultation, my skin is so sensitive, I cannot use anything because I break out right away. So for the past five years, I did not use anything on my face except water. Do you know how damaging is that on yeah. that skin? Yeah. Because the, this type of skin, why she's breaking out? Because her skin is so unbalanced. It doesn't mean that by breaking out, it's bad for your skin. It means that something is going on. Give it a chance for three weeks for that breakout. If it's breaking out constantly and it's looking worse than ever, then it's okay. You can stop, but at least give it a chance for three weeks. And then you will see how the skin is going to it's going to be, but without breaking out when you have a problematic skin, that it means the product is not good. It doesn't do nothing. So, you know, as we wrap up this, this episode, the last thing I want to ask you is 
what is your skincare routine? We've talked about your wellness routine, about how you eat well and you work out and all of that. But I would love your your daily skincare routine. Okay. So now the weather is changing, right? Yeah. Becoming so much colder. It's the same thing with the skin. You know how we we put layers on the body? Yep. This is how you have to layer the skin. The same way. Whatever you used in the summer, and also you had humidity that protected your skin from dryness. In the winter, you don't have that humidity. So what do I do? I make sure I I wake up at 5.36. I clean the skin with a milky cleanser. And at night, I use double cleanser because of the makeup that I use at, at work and because of the SPF. And by the way, I don't use SPF in the winter, never. So only, only in the summer. So I clean with a milky cleanser. I tone with the P15-1970. That is my best friend forever. And then I use mask daily. What type of mask? I use Mask Vivant, which is yeast-based mask from Biologic Research to clean my pores and to prepare my skin for receiving nutrition inside my other layers. What is nutrition? What do I mean by nutrition? By water-based serums, penetrating serums. Because the serums take care of the other layers of the skin. Serums, the cream doesn't take care of the inside the skin. It only protects the outer layer of of the skin. And when you get older, you need more stuff. And especially in the winter, you need to layer it more. So I use one serum for wrinkles, one serum for hydration, one serum for oxygenation. Then I put a day cream and then I put three serums, finishing serums on top to seal everything in and for the glow. Beautiful. I love that. (laughs) I loved this episode. I think that you have such incredible insights and Obviously, you have incredible advice on a basic level, but, you know, I also think that you just have a really lovely and beautiful way of looking and caring for the skin. So I, I appreciate everything that you came on to tell us. I hope I, I really, you know, I, somebody can take my advice from my experience. And like I said, I don't know everything. I, I'm still learning. At 57, you always have to be open to learning more because you don't know everything and you will never know everything. I could not agree more. I, this is why I love doing this podcast. I get to talk to brilliant people like yourself and continue to learn about my own skin and also just about beauty in general. And it was such a delight to chat with you and hear your incredible story and all of the wonderful uh, pieces of wisdom that you've shared with us. So thank you for joining us. Thank you, Alessandra. It was a pleasure. And thank you for, you know, reaching out to me. And I feel really honored to do this. Well, thank you. I feel honored to have you. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for coming by and listening to today's episode. If you liked this episode and you like this podcast in general, don't forget to rate and review us. And I will see you next week.